I'm the funniest when I'm like riffing on you being like a little dumb and annoyed when you're like annoyed, but you're wrong. And like that's when I just slay. So. So you don't slay often is what you're saying. So you're trying to say that you have so few options to slay. It was like last night when you were like, oh, really? You're going to make us late because you need to get a fucking seltzer? And I like wanted a cliff bar. Cube you needed to get liquor up. in your and fucking then, alcoholic body. That's what you needed. You had the shakes no, and it was sad. It actually, what it, and you knew you were, you knew you it's were sad because you, when you said it, you said it in a sad way and even said, is that sad? And yes, <laughs> Yes, it was the fact that you needed to chug a white claw so you could skate with a bunch of fucking Vulcans. First of all, you should <laughs> fucking have a seltzer and sit the fuck down. Jeez Louise, what crawled into your craw, daddy-o? Second of all, um, uh, it was a delicious seltzer. And lo and behold, when I, after I you got You said it seltzer, was disgusting when you were drinking it. You know what? You said it, it was strawberry it, and that you didn't like it. I remember, well, see, this is, the, this is the difference between you and me, Casey. Our times together are special to me. I actively listen to your stupid ass bitching about the white claw. And then the next day you want to spin this little tale about Tony Soto being the villain, being the bad guy. Not about being the villain. Being the bad guy. No. Telling me to shut it. Telling me to sit down when you know I'm standing. I know, I know. Remember when you used to fucking shit on me for fucking wanting to stand during a goddamn podcast for the exact same reason that you've now experienced is the correct reason to stand during a podcast. It gives you a certain oomph and a certain energy. And here I am scrunched over, just trying to fucking have like a lively conversation with you. And yet no acknowledgement that it was a good idea for me that's the problem with you tony soto you think any good idea you have is your original idea guess what you stand on the shoulders of tiny people like me you come a long way on this show long way the gay power half hour the only gay podcast on the internet with two gay hosts who like israel and palestine have an inherent distaste for one another uh <laughs> with casey lie me and i'm tony soto and this taste in my mouth is familiar and disgusting um uh, hi that was good actually you know uh, I didn't have an opener today. It was my turn. I for I forego my turn uh, reluctantly, and uh, you did it, and it wasn't bad. Good job. Well, thanks, Tony. And since you complimented me, I will take back for the moment my avowed hope for your total destruction. Um, <laughs> but know, I do love you, and nice to see you. You know, um, I do so many podcasts i'm such a, a prolific uh talker in uh this world that we live in today and um i do one podcast that i'm super proud of and it's called the queer slam and i was not available to host queer slam last month mm -hmm. and you stepped in 
And I have to say, I listened to the episode today. Finally, I got around to listening to the episode and you were great. Oh, you were Thank very you. good. You were very, very good. Um, because I don't think that I, I think that you're a pretty good host and I don't know that you do it enough. I think you should probably do it more. Cause like, you're not bad, you know? Thank you. I don't think, well, we haven't really had um, the opportunities. And I, I think, um, you know, with somebody like Queer Slim, you know, you have to be um, sensitive and um, oh, you, you don't listen. Well, which is, good, which is what I was going to say. I'm surprised that you Wait a minute. I'm the regular host. But you do like, you know, people are kind of, bar- it's the, you know, it's a lot of poem uh, based uh, act. And, um, uh, you know, people, it's not like a, com- it's not a comedy podcast, unbeknownst to those who know your regular shows or your other shows that uh, you would think, oh, Tony's comedy, comedy all the time, but this is like some serious stuff. And uh, so well, I, I'm I really comedy enjoyed- all the time. I'm right. comedy all the time, but, th- but no, the show absolutely does uh, run well, the full gamut of emotions. Absolutely. Cause it's, it's a storytelling, uh, poetry, open mic. And, uh, you know, literature open mic. So it's literally queers and allies that are spilling out their guts. Um, but uh, it, it is be- because I, I, I've never missed a show. You were the first person to ever sub in for me. And, you know, because it does get pretty serious and heavy at times, I always want to like be able to come with a quip and lighten it back up, you know, just for those, so those some relief. And you did that. And I'm just proud of you for doing it. And honestly, you. you have to give up to the first two presenters, especially Gordon Blitz, who's a regular, and then Charles, because they did some really powerful stuff about HIV. Um, in HIV in the 70s, in the early time. Well, Charles was being young and gay uh, in the early years. And Gordon talked about the HIV and HIV is in the news, queen. HIV is in the news. <laughs> um, We're because- in, baby. We're <laughs> hot. We're hot. I was going to say, apparently there's um, a new uh, virus in the air. Um, so <laughs> wear your masks or else you might catch um no uh billy porter uh legendary he, he almost has an egot an almost egot award-winning performer uh told the world today that he's HIV positive which um uh, you know we were trying to think about this is that the most famous person at the height of their career to come in as HIV positive probably that i can think of yeah because mark because uh because charlie sheen did it for a comeback right <laughs> yeah you know and honestly, here's what i also want to say about like charlie sheen a little bit that's interesting i wasn't thinking about charlie sheen and not to take anything away from from his struggle but he um like um he was doing it almost as a mea culpa you know because his persona for so long had been um i'm a fucking party animal literally blood. tiger blood talking yeah, about spiked you know? So, oh, the irony to talk about your blood, to make your blood a central focus of your, um, you know, uh, bad guy, you know, uh, uh, brand, and then to have it be tainted blood. Um, And, and, but anyway, I just, you know, and, and he's had his own journey and he hasn't been as probably he hasn't been super problematic about it since but he also was like no he's doing he like, like pharmacy he's doing pharmacy commercials with his dad right but he <laughs> but beforehand he was like not taking the drugs and he was going to fucking mexico for like alternative treatment so you know so charlie sheen yes but this billy is doing it from a place of, of power and i think that that it uh, changes that's a that's a, a very positive thing and one thing that he was talking about 
in the article was how, you know, we got to end the stigma because the stigma is the stuff like there shouldn't be stigma anymore because he's healthier than he's ever been. Yeah. And um, he's like, you know, the, the meds give him, you know, the meds give us more T cells. Than I mean, you have a really great have. joke that says that you'll outlive every straight white comic there is out there. I so, forgot about that joke. I got to write yeah. that down. No, that's um, a good, that's a good joke. I mean, I'll never, I'll never uh, forget a good bit, Casey. And that one's a good one. Well, and that's the other thing about this. There was a part of me that I was like, oh, I wanted to be the most famous person who can. Just but I guess that was that voice. A long time. Never. I'm what sorry. Do you mean? <laughs> uh, I could have been in kinky boots. You know, the powerful thing behind this is that it took his art to give him the strength to come out because, you know, his character on Pose, uh, it, there was a reflection there. He, um, uh, and it, Billy has talked about uh, in media circuits, talking about like survival guilt having made it through the 80s and 90s. Um, it's a powerful thing because he is an out black gay cisgender man. So uh, with who's fabulous, you know, I don't know. Are they, are they, I don't know. I don't know, but um, I'm a, it's, this is super important. I hope that this starts a conversation because I feel like there's a super big disconnect even within our own community now in the day of prep. Um, uh, where, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a real disconnect with HIV in our community, let alone, well, let alone the community of the breeders. You know what I mean? Well, you know, cause you, you were saying that you had heard that he was positive before through the grapevine. Um, and I think that, you know, and I, I wasn't, I didn't know about it. So I was surprised to read it this morning. Um, and, um one thing that i do often think about is how often people like people don't want to talk about hiv anymore you know like you know we you and i have to disclose it to people if we're looking for to have like uh you know sex with someone that you know we're almost just meeting <laughs> you know like we like the disclosure yeah the preliminaries you know uh, the groundwork and, but, but right are, but a lot of people a lot of people who are positive don't bring it up because they feel like they're going to be rejected if they bring it up even if they're undetectable you know because there just is the stigma that comes along to it and and it used to be like oh if you don't tell someone you're breaking the law you're evil but you know if you know if you can't transmit it to someone you know to a certain extent you know it, you know you you if you can't treat it to someone, like, what do you feel about that? If you can't treat I mean, it to look, someone, I feel like, well, see, this is the thing. I feel like if I, I honestly, my, my feelings on this has changed. Um, and only because uh, the meds are so good. Like if you're on your medication and you are being true to yourself and your health, I don't necessarily know that you need to disclose, uh, you know, if, um, and, and, and if you feel even weirder about it, use condoms, you know what I mean? But like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that I think that the there are still people out there who are living um, and they don't want to know and they and they're living with HIV and they don't want to know, you know, there's uh, the bug chasers, like there's a whole bunch of different subsets. But I'm like, if you are literally being your healthiest. I mean, it will make, I think it'll make it a little awkward. I think it'll make it a little more awkward if that one night stand turns into something a little more well, uh, deep because, uh, because there could be a trust issue on the person's part, maybe. 
100. I mean, I feel like I, that's like, I think that that to me is the reason for disclosure is that you like, you uh, yeah, know, I don't I want I said, any awkward moments where people are like, why are you keeping that from me? Or why did you think you had to keep that from me? Well, and a lot, you know, and, and, and this is just, you know, talking about disclosure to people that you're having intimate relationships with, like, um, you know, I mean, Billy didn't tell his mom for 14 years. I didn't tell my mom for a long time. I mean, but that makes sense. Like you don't tell someone, like, I think it's easier to disclose to friends and it would ever, it's like, it's like coming out as gay. You tell your yeah. friends before you tell your family, you know what I mean? Um, and also like, you, you know, when you're on the app still and you still read people's profiles that say clean, looking for same. 100. Um, you know, that that's something to, to, to be said because it's like, uh, and I'll respond to those people and be like, or if they like reach out to me, I'll be like, yeah, you need to change your fucking profile with this whole clean talk because, you know, it's it, it creates because you're then you're at home alone and you're looking at it and you're feeling shame. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and, you're on Grinder to begin with at two thirty in the morning because you're feeling a little bit of shame, and so you're yeah. then you're gonna be um, oppressed by all of these people um, uh, pause shaming you with their cleanness, uh even though they're on at two thirty all messed up or whatever. Um, uh, which is fine. Although let's be real. Usually the meth guys are not like They're, super clean. Um, no, they also have a prescription of Big Tarvey. But, you know, but, but, but um, um, a couple of things. One, um, like I, what we were originally saying, like, um, I, I just feel like we, we as a community don't want to talk about it because it is a sort, it's a source of discomfort. But as a result of that, then if you become positive, even though you're like, oh, I, I know I'm going to be fine. I know the meds are fine. It doesn't really change anything. And I can disclose at a small level. Like it's still, because it's not talked about, it still holds that mystique as the bad gay thing. And I think we all um, are definitely internalize that. Like if you become HIV positive, you're one of the bad gays because gays being normalized, but the HIV shows that you still have that extra stigma, which I kind of now wear as a fucking badge. Well, like, that's not, me I mean, like, Please. look, look at it. Like Billy withheld because he knew it was a career ender. And that's another you know? big topic. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it's like, he already couldn't hide the black or the gay, you know what I mean? So yes. it's like, it's like, if you can, if you can refrain from giving them one more check mark not to hire you, you fucking do it. And honestly, by him doing it and by coming out, I hope that this empowers more people in the spotlight who are HRA positive because they're out there. You know what I mean? They're oh, they're sure. they're out there. So. Um, I I, and I with, with, with the whole talk about uh, maybe a vaccine for HIV at some point because of COVID and this research has expanded that research. It's like, you know, we have, we have, we are, we are standing on the cusp of an opportunity here uh, where we can destroy the stigma, um, create either a vaccine, a possible cure in the future and be able to live openly um, if we so choose, I, you know, and I, I think um, it would be interesting to have the HIV vaccine vaccine come out, people get cured, and then you find out all these famous people were like, "Well, I was all the time." And it's like, nah, I'm not going to even benefit that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I yeah, it's like say, it's like I was a quarter Cherokee. Get out of here, you know. <laughs> um the uh because the we've lived openly as as long as you know 
Well, you've lived openly as long as you've come, as long as, but for almost as long as you've become positive. I became positive uh, years before. But you told me immediately. And, you know but I, I mean? told you immediately. Yeah. But but I but I was you know I was, you know at that point trying to navigate the waters of how to become a comedian, and I didn't talk. I was trying to figure still out still on that again. boat, huh? You know, and I well I took so <laughs> you know we'll see if the boat's still afloat uh, come two months down the post-pandemic world, but. Um, you know, Billy said another thing in his article, he was saying, you know, as a black gay, as a black person in this country, you have to be perfect to not get essentially to not get killed, you know, so like add gay on top of that, add HIV, you know, that burden. And, and um, I um, uh, had the uh, burden of being a gay person in the stand up comedy world, which already sets you back, you know, and so I had to make I was, you know, people were like, why come out? Why tell people you're gay? There were a bunch of gay comics who I told in the beginning who said told me not to come out as HIV positive because um, they thought that it would be detrimental to my career because it's hard enough being a gay comedian. And, but you know, but but they 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 were saying it to look to to look out for me. Oh sure. Professionally, but not necessarily emotionally. And then also, and on top of that, by not telling my mother for a variety of reasons. And you know, I I I I, I couldn't talk about it publicly until I told her. So effectively, it had the. Uh, it put me back into a closet and I, and, and we know how debilitating. I was there for that part of the journey. And that well, part of the journey was, and, and I understand like, and, and I, and I'm not, and, I, and by no means is this a woe is me thing. I'm just kind of want to define it a little bit um, further is that, you know, we know how debilitating uh, the closet is for people with just their sexuality. And, you know, the nice thing to a certain extent, when I was positive and keeping it quiet for so long, was that I had all of these tools that I had learned from my first closet, how to you know manage the second one, but that you know ultimately was just more debilitating because it was constantly this fear in the back of your head is who's going to find out, what's going to find out, and it just keeps you from pushing, you know, from from or striving in in ways, and you know, so I think that that's the note to take from my perspective on this is like, you know, with something like HIV, like. You know, especially when viruses are in the news, if you haven't noticed for the last year and a half, like, and um, talking to people who got COVID and, and hearing their shame of being one who got it and stuff like that, you know, just from breathing air. Yeah, I, I wish that I wish like the the norms would understand like the amount of people who have been obliterated by COVID-19 and think about if it was just their niche community that was like being taken out at the numbers, like when we had the the AIDS crisis. And, you know, I wish that like, I hate that the AIDS crisis is, att they're attempting to sweep for years. They've been trying to sweep it under the rug. And, you know, we get the, we get the first of December, you know what I mean? And then that's about it. Yeah. And I mean, uh, the, uh, yeah, this isn't, isn't even getting into the fact that the government left HIV positive, people and people with AIDS to die for years and um, still whitewash that. You know, I know people who, who, I mean, know. didn't you get into a Twitter argument and I was fucking riveted yeah. about the whole situation um, talking about how, uh, how it was, the government let it fucking happen. And well, yeah, some, 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 um, some conservative queer HIV positive person on Twitter, um, was like defending the Reagan administration. <laughs> it was like, it was a new thing. They're figuring out the science. And it's like, no, they fucking were not. And like, it just is further fucking, you know, further proof that we don't have any understanding of our history, which- They had to protest to get medication thing. given to them. They had to fucking lay out there and do die-ins and, 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 you know, just to get fucking 
pills that would make them sicker to make Just them to, better. To, to prolong their sick lives a little bit longer, you know, which, but in order to, to get funding to get better <coughs> medication. And what's fucking fucked up about that is now they're fighting against giving people medicine. <laughs> so like, they're always seeming to be on the wrong fucking side, aren't they? I mean, and this is the thing. This is like why we should just go start a little house community somewhere, garden. I want a big little house though. <laughs> My God, uh, you're, a little house would be big for you, little guy. How dare you? Are you going to be one of those gays who's living in a little house being like, hey kids, get off my little lawn. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to yell. I'm ready to yell at the youth. All right. I'm ready to shake my, I'm ready to take the ball. You know what I mean? I'm ready to, yeah. this is mine now. You know, I'm ready to do that. I'm ready. To I, I hear you 100% and I think you should move off into the woods. Um, <laughs> and maybe, you know, don't even have Wi-Fi. but I do think the thing that we should be taking away from all of this, honey, that, you're not a solo act. Okay. So don't even try it. All right. You are, no, you're, you're right. a, and I want to give you you're a wonderful sidekick. Okay. I uh, love being number two. Um, uh, and you should have me on the Tony Soto show sometime. Um, I should. It's been a while. You haven't been on in a minute. Do you, are you doing anything? <laughs> no, no. And I just wanted to say that I feel like we deserve more credit for being out HIV positive people. I mean, I look, the thing is, it's like, um, uh, since the inception of gay power, we've not, we've been unapologetically positive. You know what I mean? So, and that was, I think, important to both of us. At the time, I mean, we, we waited on starting gay power, I think, until you had your conversation with your mother, I believe. Um, Maybe. That, I, I think, I don't know, timing time is framing. rough. We've been doing yeah. this for, this is the 232nd episode of this show, which is too much. I mean, back in the day, people with AIDS didn't live that many weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and some um, still don't. Let's be fair. We're oh, joking, but shit. the AIDS crisis is not over. I almost <laughs> fell down. Fell over. Yes, I, I almost fell over. So hard. Her I, she's so funny. Or oh, this weed is just real good. Um, what? So wait, what else is going on out there um, in the world that is making you want to jump? Because <laughs> you, did you know that Trump did not, in fact, uh, bring peace to the Middle East? Did you know that? Well, he sure didn't. <laughs> it's another uh, thing that he, it's another thing he did not do um well he, he did move the capital which really stirred up some fucking shit didn't did not really fucking poke some bears over there mm -hmm. i i mean i mean his legacy has got to i mean i cannot imagine the people who are going to have to try to paint a positive picture of trump's legacy as a president um the the there's a reason they didn't move that capital for so many years. <laughs> like, yeah, Jerusalem is um, the focal point of most of a lot of lore. A lot of lore. Jewish. There's a lot conflict. of lore behind that place. Jerusalem is, Jerusalem is the epicenter, and you know because there are that's the that's where the uh, the Jewish temple, which every Jew prays to, and that's where like some of the most holy sites in the Muslim faith are. I think the big problem here, and I don't always agree with you on this, but religion is not helping <laughs> in any form here. And this is a religious fucking issue. Did you hear issue. that, folks? I just got a little bit of accolades from the fucking the, you know, centrist ass Buddhist motherfucker. Yeah, because you know, I I um I have a, I have a lot of opinions on this, but I feel like it's almost 
impossible to talk about it because whatever opinion you're going to take is going to unless you tell oh, about line, re- about religion you mean no i'm talking about the israeli palestinian oh, oh 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 go ahead i'm sorry go ahead but but wh- whatever it comes down to this issue like you know this is this is a humanitarian issue this is war, there are war crimes happening there's terrorism there's uh you know there, they're just just a slew of slew of issues here that are make it you know intractable but um when it comes down to it both sides uh are never going to give up their core beliefs that like their religion means the other one is there's no fixing so, this listen yeah. unless unless by unless unless the aliens finally come down and stop probing us and let us in on shit and we completely obliterate the idea of a deity that was created by fucking men all across an uncivilized planet at the time um nothing's gonna happen they're always going to believe that they're entitled to some fucking plot of ground where nothing happened uh, and there's nothing. And, and, and the thing is, is like conservative Christians, Christians in general, fundamentalist fucking bullshit asshole idiots over here are sitting there like licking their lips because this is what they want, because this is how their fucking bullshit story comes to an end. So it's all one big loop of three really shitty stories. So, uh, but there's nothing we can do about it except for sit there and shame them for fucking believing nonsense as many chances as you can get, in my opinion. I feel like, you know, unfortunately in this scenario, most of the shame gets driven towards the Jews because they're the ones holding most of the power in this scenario or and mo- very much most of the power and that you know the way I, my biggest issue not my biggest issue but like i have a be- very big issue with this and that is you know there's there's there is an anti-jewish sentiment to a lot of the criticism criticism i'm not saying it's in, it's all inherently anti-semitic but like i think we need to focus on the fact that like there are some real bad jews here and that's bibi netanyahu and the fucking right-wing settlers who keep pushing their way into the fucking and keep, territory yeah, like these forced benefit from this kind yeah. of shit these forced benefit from this this, like, it this is bully military Israel. this bully it's, military that's uh that is is look be against Hamas, all right? Fine, you can have that fucking rivalry with Hamas. Um, you're killing civilians. Like, the, and you have this fucking invisible protection over most of Israel from Hamas's missiles, and they're sitting ducks waiting for yours. So this doesn't make any sense. There is a power dynamic here. You're already in control and now you're going to force evictions on these people who have been living in these places for decades like longer than decades. On, on, on longer than decades <laughs> yeah i mean yeah yeah, yeah. and and it, i i don't know it's look it, it, israel's kind of being dicks a little bit a little bit of dicks yeah okay? and it's and it's fair and it's fair to criticize israel but like you know it's like when um 
what 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 happens with when you criticize Israel is because it's a Jewish state. It's because it's you just, hate Jews. That's what it well, is. Like the and, moment and, the moment well, you criticize people, them, but a lot of people take that as latitude to fucking like be worse to Jews than they would normally allow themselves to be. Well, and it's like, like Wuhan this, and, like, and and Asian people. Like it's yeah. like everyone's looking for a reason to go back and pick on the weakers. That's always the situation. But the thing is, it's like. In LA alone, this unrest that's happening over there is bleeding on over here. We have we have uh, trucks of Palestinians driving around the town, uh, chasing Jewish people into synagogues, um, and trying to and, and attacking them at dinner while they're eating um, on a sidewalk cafe. Like this affects us all. Global politics affects us all. And this is a direct result of Trump's four years of miserable administration trying to make us uh, uh, isolationists, trying to cut us off from everything that's going on, not having a fucking finger anywhere to try to make sure that people are still keeping it together. Look, we're imperialists and we fucking created this shit. We have to keep it together. I, I mean, I agree with you. And 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 the the one thing that I, I don't agree, though, is that, you know, we can't blame Trump for what is happening with the in like with Israel and Palestine, because it's literally been a major uh, conflict zone. For of course not. But that's ever. not the but and, that's not the only issue that's going around. It's like and literally it was America first for that guy. And that just meant like turning a blind eye to all the fucking crooked shit that's going on. Like, well, and that, and the crooked and and the the crooked shit is is real. And like Bibi Netanyahu is a crook, and he he implements policies that are. It's just like it's 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 death to Palestine by, um, you know, a million microaggressions because it is just like one, like completely bullshit war thing, crime after another. Micro, well, but like from from little microaggressions to to major macroaggressions. But then they like force. You know, then because Hamas, Hamas fired the first rockets this time around, they did. You know, and then they're like, "Well, we get to defend ourselves now." But you know, you push them. You so do. Far. You have that fucking umbrella, bro. Like this is what drives me crazy. I'm like, defend that's not the how glow. That's not how. That's not how geopolitical. No, you're right. No, it, it's, works. It's, you, you, you hit get, me, I hit you. you. Hit, yeah, you I, hit, yeah, you I that, get it. You hit that bigger if you're capable of of doing it. But like, like the sympathy. You know, the the sympathy needs. Too many Jews, on the other hand, are like, like, you know, this is we, because we're, we're being, Jewish. We're being shot at. Just, this is we're because being we're being shot at, and you can't credit, you can't criticize Israel because you're criticizing all of us. But the and then when it comes down to it, this is the thing that I can't deny, in which I like, you know, I have to like, if Israel was just like, all right, you know what, like Muslims just come and and live in the country, like the, the Jews would be destroyed. So, well, I, I mean, I, listen, the fact that, that Israel is, know, a, is a very uh, uh, young country and volatile and was created to give refuge and safety to people who were slaughtered. I mean, um, but, but also, it's like, you can't discount the fact that Palestine was there too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like it's like 100. 
hundreds I, I, of thousands of Palestinians were displaced in the in the forties when Israel was created, and and that's you know like we all we all were just kind of like you know and we and, and we're <laughs> okay and 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 we as a country may find so like that uh, such a non-issue because we literally did genocide yeah, to course. uh to a to a race of fucking indigenous people all over this country without batting an eyelash like this this farcical concern about what's happening over there i, I don't buy it because it's like I, I it's a it's a it, there's a no win situation here no one's gonna win uh but they're gonna keep fighting because that's what their good books tell them to do I, I agree. And I, and I think um, it's, it behooves the people, the bad people in power to keep the conflicts up like Hamas and Benjamin Netanyahu and his like cabal all benefit when there's violence because Hamas gets to be propped up, even though they do fucking nothing for people and except fucking continue to stir hate. Um, and Bibi, all he's doing is making sure he doesn't get fucking thrown in jail. So that's the only reason he's trying to hold on to fucking power now. And it's, and it, you know, and, and I'm sure there are more nuances to that. But the problem is, is the solution is not just like, like, pull out of Gaza and let all let let the Palestinians like have all of their land back like they're like the things have gone too far now. And this and that's and that's 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 the that's the real scary part of this. It's like, oh, there is there is no solution because Israel's fucked it up so bad in Palestine. The Palestinian Authority has fucked it up so bad that there's just like at this point, like, you know, much like in America, when once the abortion laws get repealed, we're going to be two countries living two different groups of people living in the same oh. country. And the only way to make it better is to kill 25% of them. I mean, so I just don't know if that's, if that's the, a tenable solution. I mean, let, let's not let's not yeah, let's not let's not lose focus on the battles that we're about to have on, on our on our own soil. It's going to get week. <laughs> and, and on that note, <laughs> well, we have come to the end. Uh, Casey, are you doing anything that you would like to talk about? OMG. Um, from June 2nd through June 7th, I will be in San Francisco and I have like nine motherfucking shows. If you're in San Francisco and you're listening, um, uh, the show I, I want you to come to and buy tickets to is going to be at Soda Popinski's Wednesday, June 2nd at 7 p.m. Um, but I will post about all of those shows. I'll be at the setup uh, on Friday night. Um, and uh, you can find all of that by following me on Twitter, KCWLEY, and Instagram, KCLEY. Thank you all. We're back. We're back. Um, and yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, well, first of all, hi. If you guys like the Gay Power Half Hour, then find our iTunes page and subscribe to it. Rate the show. Leave a comment about it. That helps us. It helps us um, uh, in some way. I don't know, really. Uh, I also do the Tony Soto Show every week. So tune into that anywhere podcasts are streamed. Everybody learn the words, which I'm talking about it now. I'm going to talk about it next week, too, because it's coming. and I'm excited about it. Uh, learn the words, bitch, June 7th at 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. in the Akbar parking lot. We're back, baby. We're back. Learn the words, bitch, is back, baby. I'm so excited. We are, it's going to be a fun event, $5 cover. Um, if you would like to, if you're in the LA area and you want to reserve seats, capacity is limited. So you got to email us at learn the words with Tony Soto at gmail.com and uh, get some seats. 
Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so ready to be back in front of a live fucking audience. Um, I am the Tony Sutter Show on literally everything. So please support me if you can. And we will be back again next week with some more of what we just did. Bye.